0: Welcome to Freelance Sucks. Here we discuss the dark side of freelancing about which nobody usually talks out loud. And in this show, we speak with experienced freelancers. And I'm sure listening to their stories helps you prepare for your freelancers' challenges. And my name is Yuri, I'm a community builder at Code Control and 9AM.works. And my guest is Slobodan Gajic, a senior freelance JavaScript software developer with nine years of practical experience, co-owner of the Web Design Studio and JavaScript educational content creator with thousands of followers on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So welcome, Slavodan.
1: Thank you so much. It's, thank you for reminding me for this show. It's super pleasure to be here.
0: Slavodan, since you are an experienced content creator, my first <laughs> question is, what was the hardest to start posting the content? How did you overcome the imposter syndrome and if you even had it?
1: Yeah, actually, I had it. I mean, that was the actual hardest part. So just to, you know, there's so many people, especially when you start creating content, there's so many experts out there. And if you start creating content, uh, the worm in your mind is going to tell you, You know, the thing that you're creating probably is not like the smartest ideas and probably people have seen it and this is like boring. So that was like one of the things that I was thinking when I was starting to create content. So just that. I'm going to create invaluable, you know, invaluable content. But the bottom line is if you create something that is not valuable or people don't have interest in it, most likely they're just going to ignore it. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. Yeah.
0: I can only imagine. And most likely, I I'm 200% sure that you received some feedbacks like, hey, everyone knows it, what are yeah. you doing? Give up doing it. How did you feel about that? Uh, I still
1: I still receive those like uh, uh, those comments. even now like the other day I created like some posts about jQuery, you know and people are who who is using the jQuery. It's like the oldest library you know okay. out there. But the thing is that the people are using different technologies and we are all different. Some people like you know this or that. So if you're trying to please everybody on social media, you're not for social media i mean not for world entirely i mean generally if you have your own opinion you really need to be strong about your opinion and you need to be open for a discussion and that people are going to disagree with you there are some some facts about the technologies but there are different things like what is the most popular technology and what is the best and i mean what's the best what defines the best so these things are you know debatable and you just need to be open-minded for for it right
0: yeah and for you as a freelance developer, what is the hardest part of being a freelancer?
1: Yeah, uh, for me, the hardest part was especially at the beginning, find a job on a consistent basis. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a freelancer, you get the freedom of like changing jobs oftenly. And, um, you know, you're, I feel like you have more freedom than when you work for a a company full-time and you have like only 26 27 days of vacation per year but when you're a freelancer you can work like maybe 20 hours this week And um, you know you cannot work like for example like a couple of weeks because you don't have a project or the project has ended or maybe it's limited on time I don't know for for for, for whatever reason it may, uh, it may turn out but the thing is that for me it was like the most challenging part is to find work immediately after the previous project has ended. You know usually how it end like uh, in practice for me it was either i had a couple of projects running at the same time or i don't have any that was like my case at the beginning
0: and how did you manage it
1: well you just you just i mean for me like the for me like the the key was to be really passionate about the generally in programming and freelancing. And when I don't have a job for me, it was like first to improve the skills that I have so that I make my portfolio better. And the second thing is to, to always be active on the platform, on, on the, on the freelancers platform. For example, I was using at the beginning Upwork and I had that installed on my, on my phone and I created like this, uh, you know, this alerts about the, 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 the jobs and all of that. So I was constantly like sending messages. And once the client like like requested me to create like a uh, HTML page. And he sent me a message like in 1 AM, I was sleeping. And when he sent me a message, I jumped out of the bed. I I took my laptop and I, I was coding like three or four hours. Yeah. And that's because I was passionate. I didn't want to miss any chances. And I was like, I wasn't uh, like experienced. I wasn't senior. I was just junior developer, but I didn't want to, you know, Miss any chances. That that's how I got through that period initially.
0: And I feel like you didn't relate on any agencies or recruiters to bring you jobs.
1: No, actually, I didn't. I mean, most, 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 most of the cases, I was actually applying myself to the to the projects, and in most cases, they were like short projects, like you know, a couple of weeks project. And uh, later on, I got bigger projects and full time positions. But for majority of time, I was working o- over some platforms. Later, it was like TopTel or mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the platform that you're working at as well, and um, a team and other platforms. But yeah. for majority of time, it was some kind of a platform where I apply myself okay
0: and what is the most time consuming thing you must deal with as a freelancer
1: Uh, well one of the problems i guess uh being a freelancer is that you're constantly changing projects uh i mean as long as that's uh On one hand, that's a good thing because you're always uh, learning something new and working on something uh, exciting. Mm -hmm. But the thing, I mean, not always exciting, but at least you're changing. It's not boring. But the thing is that you're always learning new new technologies. Even though, like for example, you're using like. JavaScript all the time, but you're changing the libraries and the ecosystem of the applications and you're constantly learning something for some people. That's like tiring and they prefer like working in a full-time and they're always working with the same technologies and they don't have to, you know, spend time into learning new stuff and new libraries and all of that. So yeah, maybe that, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And as a freelancer, did you ever feel professional loneliness?
1: Uh, yeah so i mean actually one of the reasons why i started creating content is because i wanted that interaction with people and especially like uh, as you said as a freelancer but not generally as a freelancer but as a remote worker because in most of the times you're working alone in the office you you don't have that interaction and even like in the teams with like on slack people just tend to do things on their own way. If you're working in an office, then when you have a question, you go out and ask a person, Hey, do you know, maybe yeah. a solution for this? There's more communication when there's, when that's on Slack, people usually, usually are not like at the same time. And you are, maybe they are in different time zone. or They're just working like on the afternoon on different shift. So for me, like that interaction was lacking so much. And when I started creating content, you know, I I got bunch of like, uh, people who connected with me. And uh, I mean, I could like, at the moment, I could like 24 hours, having discussion with people about the technologies about the problems about programming. Now it's overwhelming, actually. So yeah,
0: I feel like you created your own community around you.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I have groups I have like Discord group, it has like over a 1000 members. And I have a group on LinkedIn as well. It has seven or 8,000 members. So definitely those are like small communities.
0: and i saw that you created a patreon page tell me more about that
1: yeah well that's the thing uh you know i i started creating content as something to learn and to improve my chances of getting a job especially as a freelancer right you're constantly being like on the interviews and you want people to notice you right and especially the interviews are separate story right it's it's very hard to to get and pass the interview all the time especially as a freelancer mm-hmm. so uh my idea never was to monetize any any of my social media but so many people are telling me man you have so so many followers I mean uh combined I have over 200 000 followers yeah so people are telling me you should just start monetizing that for yourself and maybe you will have more time to free up start doing less of freelancing work that you're doing and you can improve the content with uh with that you know money that you're getting so that's why i actually started with the patreon maybe it's going to be something valuable i'm, I'm going to try to provide people with something valuable and uh, actually the my plan is all that money that I get in to providing to maybe a professional editor or, you know, people who are going to help me to to raise the quality of the, of the content that I'm creating. That's, that's the, that's the purpose of it.
0: Got it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep watching your journey together. (laughs) And what is the most nerve consuming thing you must deal with as a freelancer?
1: Uh, I guess sometimes you just feel like you don't click with, with a particular team or a mm. project owner and you just feel like that whatever you do, you're not good enough. I had yeah. a couple of, I mean, I, I didn't, ha- I didn't have uh, many of these luckily, but I have a couple of them and you just felt like that they lost, uh, trust that I have in, you know, for you. And in most cases, at least for me, was the reason for that is because they, they didn't understand the technology and what it requires. So. Yeah yes sometimes that like uh sucks because you know that you give your like 150 percent of yourself and they still you know don't feel like it's you're good enough or you're doing like a you know good work because they don't understand what is the process like of developing something yeah that's that's something that i would yeah say
0: how did you manage those situations
1: well actually i didn't manage i tried to uh, to communicate with them uh, with them and just explain them what it requires for example for one of the projects that i had previously it was like the estimation of the, the actual project you know and the client doesn't understand why it takes so much time and you can tell him uh, from start i can tell you it's going to take like three times less but i know how it goes i have experience and i know that this this type of project and this big project take much more time than they're initially planned because you have all these bugs that come come with like the future requests the iteration with the QA developers all this thing so it takes much more time that that is what initially is planned and some people just don't understand it but yeah that is how it is i mean luckily that's happened just once or twice in in this in my career so yeah but it's something that i would you know take a note of
0: totally and if your friend Wanted to become a freelancer. Yes. What are top three things you'd advise them to consider before doing it?
1: Yes. Uh, first, I I think that he he should he should be able to, to sell himself. So being a freelancer, you need to have that ability to sell yourself because it's not enough just to have the skills because there's so many people who have skills, but still they're struggling to get the project on the constant basis. And at the same time, you have so many programmers and so many jobs out there like uh, projects, but people are struggling to get connected because the quality is what's missing. So even though you're good, uh, if you don't know how to communicate yourself and to sell yourself, that's something that you need to reconsider. If you want to be a freelancer, if you, if you're a person who are going to get job, like, you know, immediately, and you're gonna be satisfied with the project and the salary and all of that, maybe you're not for freelancing. So communication, uh, being able to sell yourself and to be able to adapt yourself. Uh, all the time to new technologies and new like libraries and new languages you know new environment new people so to be adjustable those three three things are like something that i would uh recommend to people to question do they have these skills to be a successful freelancer
0: and yeah. from your experience what is the most crucial thing in adapting yourself to the new team
1: i think one of the most uh, important is availability so you need to be available uh, for people to to communicate the issues that you're having to be open to them so because uh, oftentimes when you are a remote worker you know there's lag between communication and i'm not talking about the internet lag but you know you ask a question and somebody's not there and he answers that tomorrow Right, and then you answer that like in, in in the second day, and you lose context. But if you're if you try to make yourself available and to try to be there with a the team and to just to give yourself a hundred percent, that's how you get yourself best integrated. And once you're integrated in the team, then you can you know get a little bit loose more and you know because people now know you and you know how team functions and works, and you can get a loose a little bit if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah totally. You know, Slavodan, I wish to have the sky as a limit to our conversation, (laughs) but time is a limit. So Mm -hmm. the final question, if you were starting freelancing today, what is one thing you would have done differently?
1: Yeah. So first thing which I would have done differently definitely is creating content uh, sooner. Why? Because previously when I started just freelancing, I was reaching out not only to platforms, but I was reaching out to recruiters on LinkedIn. And I got rejected like a thousand times and I never got any like reply back. As soon as I started creating content, like, I mean, not as soon as, but like in a couple of months, when people start noticing and I got some traction on social media, recruiters started reaching out to me, people with projects. And now they're starting chasing me, not only like recruiters, (laughs) but all these opportunities and stuff. So for me, if I were like to start creating content like seven years ago, now I would have like, who knows, (laughs) like a million followers and, you know, it would be awesome. But it wasn't. I'm happy that I even started. But that's something that you need to do, like to build your online presence. That's the best way to build yourself like as a brand, and to be sure that you're going to be recognized and that you're going to get missions and projects,
0: you know, on regular basis. Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree with you. And thank you so much for sharing your challenges experience. Thank you for reminding. It's been such a pleasure to hear and learn from you. Likewise, likewise. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, hit the like button or five stars and share it with your friend. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.